Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Search we must. The important thing is to begin. Psychotherapist Sheldon Kopp is speaking, but remember, he continues, setting out by itself does not guarantee success. There is beginning, but there is also persevering. That is beginning again and again and again. You are well advised, he says, to set out with a professional pilgrim as a guide. And remember, too, you can stay at home safe in the familiar illusion of certainty. Do not set out without realizing that the way is not without danger. Everything good is costly. This is a sermon about what we mean when we say spiritual journey. Henry David Thoreau and Ralph Waldo Emerson called their epic walks together saunters. In his essay, Walking, Thoreau writes that the word sauntering comes from the idea of going a la santerre, to the Holy Land. A santerer, then, a saunterer, is walking toward the Holy Land, a holy lander who regards every step of the way as holy and every path beneath our feet as holy ground. But it is in no way all glorious. Sometimes we are no more than persistent plotters. Ramdas and Paul Gorman write, on this path we will stumble, fall, and often look and feel a little foolish. We are confronting long-standing patterns of thought and action. Compassion for ourselves and one another, perspective, humor, these are our allies. With their help, We can come to see, in the words of the Bhagavad Gita, that no step is lost on this path, and even a little progress is freedom from fear. In the fourth century, pilgrims would travel to remote hermitages of the desert fathers and mothers, Christian hermits, ascetics, and monks who lived in the Egyptian desert, and open a ritual exchange saying, Give me a word that I may live. And then they told each other stories. Not so much of the perils they had faced, but hopeful, life-affirming, liberating stories. Here's one I love from Ram Dass. I happened to be on a mountaintop in a state of great bliss when a stranger suddenly appeared next to me, sat down, and immediately started to describe some big drama he was going through. By the time I'd pulled myself out of the higher realms, he'd already detailed the whole thing, the cast of characters and the decisions he was facing. I hadn't gotten a bit of it. Nobody 
nothing. And it was much too late to ask him in any kind of graceful way to run it all down once more. So there I was, intimate confidant to a deep problem without the slightest idea of who was who and who had done what to whom. It was one of those great human condition moments. My first reaction was to laugh hysterically, but this guy was obviously in distress and looking for a kindly pair of ears, so I picked up as best I could. To my continued amazement, none of the details became any clearer as we walked down the mountain. I kept hoping I'd find out who she really was and what he had actually done. No such luck. And I wasn't about to ask a question that would reveal my total ignorance, make him feel terrible, or lead me to hysterical laughter. So we just walked on down. And from time to time, I would punctuate the conversation with what seemed like appropriate remarks. That must have been hard. What did you feel then? Things sure can get complicated. Great insights like that. And he would nod appreciatively continue, and I'd contain my sense of this wonderful absurdity. Meanwhile, I was growing increasingly fond of this guy and feeling great empathy for his problem, whatever it was. When we reached the bottom of the hill, he stopped for a moment and then suddenly embraced me. I just want you to know how incredibly helpful you've been, he said. You're one of the most understanding, compassionate people I've ever met. Do you think we could have another conversation like this again sometime? I was dumbfounded, Ramdas concludes. Sure, I said, I'd love to. And you know what? It was one of the greatest moments of my life. What matters as we walk the spiritual path is kindness. The understanding that we are kin, kindness, kin to every other living being and to the earth itself. Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, the purpose of life is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, and to have it make some difference that we have lived and lived well. Along the way, we learn that the world is deluded, confused, tormented, mortal. But as Spanish philosopher George Santayana writes, it is shot through with beauty, with glints of courage and laughter, with love. And in these, the spirit blooms timidly and struggles to the light amidst the thorns. Here is American poet Mary Oliver's The Journey. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice. Though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, 
and a wild night and the road full of fallen branches and stones, but little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. Thankfully, we leave behind old voices and new voices call us onward. The spiritual journey is never a solitary enterprise. We yank each other out of ruts, spring one another from mediocrity, and exhort one another toward worthy destinations. We urge each other to risk opening life's doors and gladden one another when imagination is flagging and vision is faint. It can be hard work. The root of travel, writes American poet William Matthews, is travail. <laughs> By definition, the spiritual journey is neither easy nor safe. It's work, and it's not for the faint-hearted. And it rarely follows a straight path. Rejoice! Mythology tells us that only the devil can travel in a straight line. By its very nature, the spiritual journey is a zigzag path. In spite of it all, we are called to enthusiasm. That feeling American author and Rabbi Chaim Potok named possession by the divine. Not a spark, but a fire, a conflagration burning within. I want to close with my favorite passage from the great Hindu myth, the Ramayana. This is a snapshot from one of the greatest spiritual journeys ever taken. Our saunterer is a little monkey named Hanuman, and rather than walk, he jumps. Prince Rama asks Hanuman to leap across the ocean between India and Sri Lanka, carrying Rama's gold ring and a mes message of love to the princess, Sita, who is being held hostage by the evil, ten-headed Ravana. Hanuman isn't at all sure he can do it, and he has no idea what awaits him on that hostile shore. He thinks, maybe there's someone better for this job. But in the whimsical translation of William Buck, there was dismay and faint sorrow, and it was time to be strong. The little monkey bravely agrees to take the ring to Sita. Here goes. He climbed to a high hilltop overlooking the vast ocean separating the two countries. He held his breath and sucked in his stomach. He frisked his tail and raised it a little on the end. He bent his knees and swung back his arms and on one finger gleamed Rama's gold ring. Then, without pausing to think, he drew in his neck, laid back his ears and jumped. It was grand. It was the greatest leap ever taken. The speed of Hanuman's jump pulled blossoms and flowers into the air after him, and they fell like little stars on the waving treetops. The animals on the beach had never seen such a thing. They cheered Hanuman. And then the air burned from his passage, 
and red clouds flamed over the sky, and Hanuman was far out of sight of land. Beloved spiritual companions, let us be saunterers, holy landers, remembering that all land is holy. On this path, we will stumble and fall, but compassion for ourselves and one another, perspective, humor, these are our allies, and no step is lost. Whether or not any of the details become clearer as we walk down the mountain, what matters on the spiritual journey is kindness the understanding that we are kin to every other living being and to the earth itself. May we be possessed by the divine and fueled by the fire of enthusiasm. And like the little monkey, may we too frisk our tails, bend our knees, swing back our arms, and jump. Amen.